Hey, this is Jeff Scott Soto, and you are listening to Iron City Rocks. Turn it up, baby. Hey, everybody. This is John Petrucci from Dream Theater. You're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hey, this is Glenn Drover, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Welcome again to episode 169 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I am your host, John. The Iron City Rocks podcast comes to you from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, bringing you the greatest hard rock, heavy metal, blues, music, talk on the net. Episode 169, we are going to look at a couple uh, prog rock, probably prog metal to be more specific, bands. We are going to take a listen to Sacred Dominion, who uh, cleaned up last year in the 2011 Iron City Rocks Pittsburgh Music Awards. We're going to play a track from them in just a moment. We're also going to talk to a band on Nightmare Records out of Pittsburgh, PA, uh, called The Order of Nine. We're going to talk to them. And to top it all off, a man whose name has been all over the news headlines, the blabbermouths and brave words of the world, Glenn Drover, who is announced to be the guitarist for the new incarnation of Queensryche, fronted by uh, original vocalist Jeff Tate. So we're going to talk to Glenn in just a little bit. But first, let's start out with a track somewhere from Sacred Dominion. You can find more information on these guys out at sacreddominion.com.
there you have Sacred Dominion with the song Somewhere. Uh, again, you can find out more info on those guys at sacreddominion.com and Facebook, etc. So, what we're going to do now, we're going to talk to Glenn Drover. Glenn Drover, uh, probably name you first recognize as being the guitarist of Megadeth for uh, several years. He and his brother Sean Drover, uh, who is currently still the drummer for Megadeth, uh, had been in the band for a period of time together. Glenn uh, from Toronto, Canada. A uh, great guy had been on the show uh, about a year and change ago uh, talking about his post-Megadeth work. Well, about a week or so ago, Jeff Tate uh, released kind of a bombshell announcement with a new lineup of his uh, version of Queensryche. And if you haven't followed the Queensryche saga, apparently the band fired Jeff um, over, I'm not sure what. Uh, I haven't actually bothered to even read about all the drama that ensued with the two camps. So, uh, Jeff Tate has formed his own band. He's got Glenn Drover. Uh, he's got Kerry Kelly, who um, was a guitarist uh, with the band for a number of years with Queensryche. Also, Bobby Blotzer of uh, Pittsburgh fame, uh, drummer of Rat, uh, and Rudy Sarzo uh, in the band. Rudy Sarzo, who had just been on the show a couple weeks ago, uh, who is in Anna Metal and Tread and has been in Quiet Riot and Ozzy and Dio and a million other bands. So, uh, Jeff really uh, kind of doing a David Lee Roth solo thing where he's going out and getting the absolute best band you can imagine. So it was really uh, cool to talk to Glenn about the uh, situation. Now, Glenn uh, actually hadn't even, as we spoke, met uh, many of the guys in the band, so it'll be very interesting uh, to see how the chemistry of the band comes together as they get together. So uh, as those of you who have been following on our Facebook page, Jeff Tate is doing a tour Right now he's doing some tours with Al, uh, dates with Alice Cooper, doing some solo shows. Those are solo shows. Those are not Queensryche shows. Uh, Queensryche's tour will be forthcoming, as Glenn mentions in the interview. Uh, think of that more as a 2013 kind of thing. So a lot to look forward to there. So without further ado, we're going to talk to Glenn Drover. Talk to me. Talk to me. Right, a little over a little over a year ago, and then you uh, did that uh, the show with Dave Martone, and uh, haven't heard much from you in the last year or so. But in the last week or so, I've heard your name uh, a zillion places. So uh, for those those not up to speed, you are now uh, aligned with Jeff Tate uh, and his iteration of Queensrÿche. So can you give us a little background on how you and Jeff crossed paths? You know, I've never met him before. What happened was. Um I'm not a hundred percent. I think it's it could be part of uh, some management that he has or whatever. Some guy uh, um, who's also good friends with Dave Ellison from Megadeth. Okay. Um, I guess they were talking about members and stuff, and um, and my name came up. Excellent. And this this guy, Jay's his name or something, said I know. Um, you know Dave Elson, and let's let's give him give him a call and see what he thinks about Glenn, and you know, and all that kind of stuff, and trying to figure if it's, if I would be a good fit or not, and this and that. And um, he gave me a good recommendation, and then um, and I got a call within a few days. Well, there you go. Uh, have you have you worked with any of the guys in the band? Have you have Rudy Sarzo, Bobby Blotzer, Kelly Gray, who was with Queensrÿche uh, for a period of time, uh, and Randy Crane. Have you worked with any of these guys in the past? Uh, no. Okay. As a matter of fact, I think I've met Rudy Sarzo on a couple of occasions in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. just briefly. Aside from that, I don't know anybody. There you go. You know, I, I have to, when I look at the lineup myself, I mean, other than, of course, Kelly, who has is, is known Jeff, I think, forever, it seems. Yeah. Um, your style, to me, seems to be the most conducive. I mean... Rudy does have the ability, I think, to to be almost like a chameleon. He's got his animal project and uh, uh, different tread. I believe it's the other band he's playing with right now. So he seems to be uh, pretty malleable to any situation. But Bobby Blotzer, you know, you kind of a different style of music he came from as well. So um, do you guys know? When... Yeah, but you know, the guy is a really good drummer. Mm-hmm. For those that don't know. So I'm sure he's going to be able to play this stuff, no problem. He's a very, very good drummer. What most people know him for is more basic uh, hard rock, sure. which is what Rat do. Um, but he's, he's a very I've, – I've seen him in a couple of live situations, and uh, he's no slouch, man. He's a good drummer. 
Yeah, yeah. Bobby actually uh, hails from Pittsburgh, so we're we're always uh, kind of keeping an eye on his uh, progress. And the last Rat album was phenomenal, so you know we're glad to see him staying busy and keeping busy. And um, but yourself, are oh, you? Yeah. You had, had done the Metal Illusion album, um, and then what have you kind of been doing for the last say eight nine months? I've been now uh, working with some independent bands in my studio, doing a little bit of that. Um, after the album came out, we also did a DVD. Okay. Um, which I'm not sure when that's coming out. It should be coming out at some point in the near future. I, I don't have a date yet. But okay. we did do a, a live show that was a webcast, and uh, it's going to be a DVD. Okay. So watch for that. And, um, Aside from that, you know, not a lot. This summer in particular, I mean, it was a very slow summer. Just kicked around, man. I just, I just enjoyed the weather and, and my family. Yeah. yeah if, if, but, and also, too, I've been slowly working on the new album, and it's almost half done. That was going to be my next question. I mean, for those that, that were lucky enough to get a copy of Metal Illusion, I mean, you still intend on doing uh, solo, uh, not necessarily solo material. I know you would, you know, try to keep that as much a band as is you know, possible right. with using Yeah, it, it, it really is. Just it, It's under my name, but it really is more like that. Because everybody collaborates, not just me, you know, mm-hmm. my name. I write the songs. It's not like that. We all write. Uh, we made a drummer change. Um, that was one thing that did, did happen within the lineup in the last uh, little while. The new drummer's name is Nick Davies, and he's a killer drummer. Young guy, he actually lives not too far from where I live, a couple hours away. And um, he was recommended by a friend of mine, and he came in. He's already done a couple of tracks on the new album, and he's just a killer drummer. Mm-hmm. So we definitely stepped up. I mean, Chris was a good, you know, he, the last guy. He, he was a good drummer, but, you know, it wasn't a package thing, you know. On a personal level, you know, the three of us did not get along with him. Um, he definitely came from a different place of uh, not so concerned about music, but more concerned about money. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're going to play this kind of music uh, and, and you're all about money, uh, you're going after the wrong thing. Yeah, that's, that's a tough But, you know, some of us are a little disillusioned. And um, so that didn't work out. So we, uh, after doing the, the live DVD, uh, we had to, to let him go. And now we have a great guy in place. Uh, he's he's just as good of a drummer, but he can, but he's more versatile. Like he could play right. more metal stuff. Yeah, you know, where the other guy was more like you know rock. Mm-hmm. He play some jazz right. kind of stuff, but he was more of a rock guy. You know, sure. but he could play different things. But now we got a guy who could do all the different things we want him to do. Right. And um, yeah, like I said, we're we're uh, you know almost halfway through the next album. There's it's going to be more of a half and half, I think at this point, half and a half instrumental and the other half being uh, you know four or five songs uh, with vocals. Okay. That's you cool. know we did a cover of a Saga song and and uh, and Mike Sadler, the original singer from Saga, is going to supposed to be singing on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that tune came out great. We have everything else done. It sounds killer. Excellent. No. And. Um, a few instrumentals are, have been recorded and a few other uh, songs for vocals. And um, just talking to a couple of different guys that are working on stuff right now. One of them is Henning Bossy. He used to play with Battalion uh, okay. in Germany. Killer singer. So, you know, there's going to be there's going to be more metal on the album too. You know, there is is one one instrumental right off the bat. Is it's more of a metal feel. So okay. it's going to be a little bit more in the metal vein than the last one, right. although that one had elements. This is going to have more metal on it. Yeah, if I recall, as well as you know, as well as the prog rock and this and that. Yeah, I was going to say, if I recall correctly, the last album was a little more prog and, and I don't know, let's say fusion, but it, you know, it had elements of all that stuff, which hey, all bits of fusion, but excuse me, for the most part, it was prog rock. Right. You know, or, or or jazz, you know, like structured jazz, like as in, you know, Al Miola and John Lou Ponte, which is a song, of course, we covered. So, um, yeah. yeah. This one's going to be, I mean, it's not going to be a huge departure, but there's, it's going to be more, like I say, more metal. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, do you think that that had any influence over, you know, 
why you were selected to work with Queensryche? I mean, as far as style-wise, because I, 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 when I think of that album, it does seem to be decent fit stylistically with what Jeff has been doing over the last, say, ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, you're talking about the Metal Illusion album? Yeah. Or what? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I, I think, you know, similarity style-wise, there's, you know, there's there's definitely atmospheric parts, which, which of course, is what they do with their music. Right. You know, there's similarities there, if I understood the question. Yeah, no, that's that's fine. Now, do you have you talked in terms? I mean, obviously, you guys are going to be hitting the road. Um, has there been any talk of this being more than just a tour, or, or what do we? What do you? What are your thoughts going into this as far as the longevity of this project? You know, it's one of those things where we really don't know where it's going to go. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a situation where you got a bunch of guys getting together from known bands and. We don't really know each other. Maybe some of them do a, a little bit. I don't know. Right. Um, but for the most part, probably not. And um, which is, of course, interesting in, in itself, right, right off the bat. Yeah, certainly. But uh, you never know who you know you're going to really click with and, and possibly get together with in the future and, and do something else, or, uh, or or continue with this with new material, mm-hmm. or who knows. Yeah. I have no idea. All I know is that. It is now a band, and uh, we are going to be doing touring in support of the uh, the 25th anniversary of uh, Operation Mind Crime. Oh, okay. Uh, in the early new year, and that's it for now. You know, I don't really know a whole hell of a lot else. Yeah, well, that's just fair. You know, but there's going to be a lot of good songs in the set. Though. There's going to be a lot of a lot of good stuff. Yeah, and that that'll be great to hear. I mean, the. Uh, mm. The uh, the one thing I know when I saw the lineup, it, it it almost reminded me back to what was it, nineteen eighty seven, eighty six, when when David Coverdale, you know, kind of unveiled what what became the you know the the giant White Snake lineup. It was like you know, you know, when you hear a singer leave a band, usually he tends to get maybe lesser known musicians, and it seems like Jeff has gone out of his way to say, you know, this is serious, which was great to see, you know. Yeah. Absolutely, and, and and also having someone who was you know was in Queens, right? Kelly there for a while, so there's, he's got the tie with you know with the band and mm-hmm. um, and knows the material, which is great. Yeah, I'm sure that'll be good. I mean, that stuff I'm sure you probably soak up like a sponge, but you know that's always good to have somebody that can you know, can ask ask about parts and things. Well, like there that. is of course somebody from the that has a past with them, and, and then that you know. Hopefully, uh, knows how to play all the stuff that we're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, I'll go in, you know, learning as much as I possibly can, and then you know, have questions when I get there. I always do the same thing. Yeah, I was going to ask you what your question. Every band that I play with is always the same. So yeah. Yeah, you, you you seem to get yourself into situations where you've got to learn enormous amounts of catalog material, you know, with Testament and Megadeth and things like that. How do you approach that? I mean, do you just sit down and you know woodshed with the records, or yeah. Um, that's yeah, they'll send me a guideline of a, of a bunch of songs, mm-hmm. and I'll learn them. Okay. And then I'll go in, see what I'm doing right and doing wrong, and tighten okay. things up. And go, oh, okay, you're playing it like that. I thought it was like this. Okay. You know, and all that stuff, which is easy. You know, because you're just watching the guys. So you do this stuff on the fly while you go through the song. Right. You know, so. So they do narrow it down a little. You're not sitting there from the you know the warning and trying to learn eight nine songs off that record day one. For example, which is good. Well, yeah, like I said, but like I say, I just, I, I just learn as much as I can, mm-hmm. and practice the crap out of it, and just go in with my homework completed as much as possible, and then iron out all the details and 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 uh, change anything that I, I might have been playing correctly, sure. and uh, we go from there. Now, as far as you know, with with um, you know Queensrÿche, I think a lot of a lot of people think of they think of. Uh, DeGarmo and uh, the you know the dual lead thing uh, with Michael Wilton. Do you guys will you have conversations you anticipate with Kelly or maybe already of who's going to take what parts of those songs, or you just try to learn them both and sort it out in rehearsal? That's a great question. Um, I, I'm not sure who whose role I'm I'm going to be playing, which of course I will find out soon. Mm-hmm. Is it Chris's or is it Michael's role more so? 
and taking their solos, you know? Yeah. Um, it's going to be like that where, you know, whoever's playing the, the role of Michael will be playing his solos and, okay. you know, and then the other guy does his thing. And then, um, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I just have to find, just have to find, excuse me, sorry. I had a crappy sleep. Um, no just have to find out who's doing what and then go from there. Yeah, I mean, I, I was looking at that, you know, with Kelly take, kind of kind of taking over for, for Chris and maybe they'll at least tip the cards towards you getting Michael's parts, but, you know, it, which probably makes it easier because you can learn some tendencies and things like that, but it'll be yeah. interesting to see. Okay, well, I, I think that's good. You'll be hitting the – when do you guys start rehearsals? I don't know yet, man. Don't know. Okay. Again, this is this is all freshly put together. Fresh There's code. many details and things to be ironed out and talked about. Okay. So this is just fresh, right out of the wet coat of paint. Right out of the fridge, man. Okay. Well, I know we're going to be seeing you guys in October, so I, we know that. So uh, I'm not exactly sure when that string of dates. Well, I don't know. Uh, you're, ta- well, you're talking about what for Jeff Tate? Yeah. Well, but he's doing stuff with his solo band too, though. Okay. Yeah. So it could be just that. I'm pretty sure that because I know he's doing a string of dates with Alice Cooper through Canada. And I'm not sure what's happening beyond that, but I believe the touring that he is doing in the next couple of months is through just his band. Okay, because I knew I saw yeah. that he has a solo album uh, right. coming out. Okay, I'm glad you cleared that up, because you know I think when you saw it, people just assumed that was going to be. Hold on a second. One. Sorry, buddy. He won't get out. I know he's a freak. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Lots of fun, huh? Sorry about that. As hmm. you were saying. Yeah, I I saw, I think a lot of people probably anticipated when they saw the string of tour dates, it's kind of assumed that you guys were going to be Jeff's band for all of that. So I'm glad you cleared that up. No, no, it's 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 Jeff Tate's Queensryche is separate from Jeff Tate. Okay. No, that helps. So, because yeah, he has been doing a solo thing on and off, as you, as you know, for a while. And, yeah. And uh, he's got that going, and, and then uh, we're going to get this thing kicked off. Okay, that makes sense. So I'm not really too sure of any other details okay. aside from what we, what I mentioned to yeah. you. Yeah, I'm looking at his uh, his hips website and it does it just says Jeff Tate and it starts in mid September. Actually, it looks mm-hmm. like he had a, looks like he has a show next week. So, he, and then Pittsburgh is the next date, which is October 24th. So I'm assuming that right. if if you don't know that it's the date, then it's probably not you're probably not on that gig. But hey, mm-hmm. that's okay. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not again. I don't know all the details, but I believe that's what it is. Yeah, and I'm certain you'll be in our region though before too long. Oh, at some point, you yeah. know, not too far down the line, you can count on that. Yeah, Queensrÿch. I think they made two stops just last year uh, on on the tour. So that's you know within the Western Pennsylvania area. I think they hit uh, Wheeling, West Virginia, which is not far from Pittsburgh at all, and then they hit downtown Pittsburgh. So yeah, I'm sure we'll catch you on the road. Is this your first? Like full blown. Did you say Wheeling, West Virginia? Yeah. Yeah, I've been there a few times. I used to, actually used to go there with my older brother because he's huge into horse racing. Oh, okay. So we used to go to Wheeling Downs. Yeah. 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 I went there. If you may know if you may know where that is. Yeah. I had, yeah. Some good times going there. We, that's all we did. We just went there specifically for horse racing. Yeah, that's or dog racing. I think dog racing. Yeah, that's dog racing, right? I went to a dog race there. All I remember was uh, the little rabbit on the stick and the guy yelling. Right, oh, right, right. Yeah, that. Yeah, I'm sorry, not that. Not not horse racing. It was dog racing. Yeah. 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 Here, here comes Spunky and the, and the dog. Yeah, that's dog. right. Yeah. Yeah, because actually, that's a big, big around here. They have um, a um, some sort of charity that tries to like I don't know, let's say rescue those dogs, but they try to find homes for those dogs where they're done running. So they're a ton of people I know that have greyhounds that have come from uh, mm-hmm. the area. Which, you know, yeah, they're nice dogs, actually. They're very friendly dogs. If you have a space, yeah, that's the trick with those, is you know having the space to get them to allow them to run. and, and Right, help. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't just keep them closed up in a small apartment. Yeah, like I have a beagle, and he, you know, I can live on a postage stamp, and he he's fine with that. But, you know, mm-hmm. greyhounds are beautiful. Yeah, if, you, if you're into horse racing, though, there's a... They, uh, there's a horse racing facility not far from here. If you guys get here in the summer months, but uh, yeah, the, the we don't. Oh, that's but, cool. Yeah, dog racing. It's it's an interesting thing. I don't know how you pick a winner though, because this is blob of dogs following the. You know. There, well, there, there is a you know, 
it, there is handicapping involved as there yeah. is in uh, horse racing, but I'm not sure if it's easier. To, I think it may be easier to handicap horses than dogs, yeah. but I'm not 100% sure on that because I'm not a big authority with the dog racing. I've I've been th- you know a few times and. Sure. You know, my brother definitely knows all the angles of all that stuff. Actually, he owns Greyhounds and races them. Oh, okay. You know, he lives in you know close to me, but he has Greyhounds in the U.S. Who mm. who he owns that race? Yeah. Yeah, I mean Toronto, and, and you're only probably I'm going to guess maybe five hour drive from Wheeling, give or take. I mean, yeah, it's I'm not down. too bad from what I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's long enough that it, you know it's a, it's a decent length, but it's not far enough yeah. to get in a plane. Right. But, yeah. yeah. It's not. It's not too too bad. Yeah, I remember that. As long as it's not snowing when you go through Buffalo. Well, yeah, that kind of puts a damper on on, on the driving conditions usually. Yep. Yeah, Toronto's a beautiful Better. city though. I, I I've enjoyed every chance I've had to be there. So. Yeah. Great place. Like anywhere else, yeah, it's good and bad, you know. Yeah, I mean the one thing I, I remember about it, it seemed a very very um, culturally rich. You know, city. You know, it seemed to be flourishing at least when I was there, which was probably in the late '90s. Uh, it seemed like a you know great place for arts and things like that and stuff. So, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, sure. There's a lot of that stuff going on, so there's a lot of uh, possibilities. Sure. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah, so. sounds good, man. All right, Glenn. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. All right. We'll talk to you later. All right. One correction. Uh, Carrie Kelly, who I said was. The guitarist of Queensryche is incorrect. That is actually Kelly Gray, who had been in the band Queensryche uh, before. Carrie Kelly, of many of you probably already know and is screaming at your speaker, was a guitarist for Alice Cooper, so my apologies. We're going to talk to another guitarist down now, uh, Steve Pollock of the band Order of Nine. You can check out their website at orderofnine.com. They're on Nightmare Records, uh, so we had a great chat with Steve. So I'm going to play a song from Order of Nine to give you a taste of what they're all about, and then we're going to talk with Steve.
the show! Ladies and gentlemen, joining us from the Order of Nine, we have guitarist Steve Pollock on the line. How you doing, Steve? Good. How you, doing? How you guys doing out there? We're doing really well. Uh, really excited to get a chance to talk to you guys. Have had a great new album out. Uh, I really wanted to get a chance to talk to you. It's on Nightmare Records. Can you tell us a little bit about the record? Yeah, uh, actually, like uh, it's it's not a concept album per se, but uh, each song kind of has its its own theme. The the title track and of uh, the theme of uh, the actual title, Seventh Year in the Broken Mirror. It's kind of like how you look at life, like a. Uh, you know, you're in the seventh year of the broken mirror. It could either be bad or it could be good. And, uh, you know, there's many factors that kind of, kind of hit you from a personal perspective on, on something like that. Like, how you look at life, uh, the glass half full, half empty type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, is your luck going to change? Is it going to get worse? Uh, you know, they say seven years, it's over, but is that progressive? Is it keep getting worse? You know, and, Stuff like that. We put a lot of time into it uh, this time around. And, when you, and uh, I'm when sorry, go ahead. When you sit down to write the album, I mean, do you guys write? Um, do you kind of come up with? I don't. You know, obviously, we're not going to say conceptually, but I mean, you, you do have a bit of a theme. Um, do, you, do you kind of put that in everyone's head, and you kind of go off and write your own own stuff individually, or do you have primary songwriters in the group, like yourself and Michael, or how do you, how do you put songs together? Yeah, we kind of, uh, like, uh, the guitar players and the drummer kind of get together and, uh, we kind of write the music and then some of, some people in the group will have a, a general idea and we'll, we'll kind of toss it around with Mike. He's pretty much the, the lyrical side of things. He handles mm-hmm. all the storylines and stuff like that. And, okay. uh, we kind of put it all together. Okay. And then, um, did you guys record this one, I mean, you guys are from the Pittsburgh area, uh, our hometown. Um, did you guys record locally? Did you go elsewhere to to record the album? Uh, actually, uh, we we went to uh, Bill Karecki, uh for the drums. Okay. And uh, everything else was actually a. Uh, I have my own kind of home studio. Okay. So uh, I, I took on the duties of uh, producing and, and doing the rest of the instruments uh, in in my personal studio. Okay, and you do to tape, or is it like a Pro Tools type? Yeah, everything's a digital format. Okay. I, I record yeah, mostly everything in, in the window and some Pro Tools, and I, I can hop around on platforms. Sure. Yeah, that seems to be a popular approach. Uh, you're not the first artist I've heard say that the drums were done, you know, with an analog um, type thing, and then they go back into the rest, you know, because this probably saves you a boatload of money doing an album that way. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the cost of uh, studio stuff, you can get, if you take the time and get a little bit of uh, know-how into it, you can actually save a lot of money by buying some gear along the way, and, you know, you'll, you'll have it forever. You can record a lot of different things then. Yeah. Um, you guys are with Nightmare Records. Is this is this the first time with Nightmare, or have you been with them for a while? No, actually, uh, they were on Nightmare before I joined the band, so they've, they've had about... Uh, Four albums actually on Nightmare Records. Okay. And I have to ask the, the name of the band. Uh, is there a story behind it that you're aware of? I mean, because that, that's a phrase you hear in some different things. Is there a particular meaning that, that the band chose that name, to your knowledge? Uh, well, I, they actually were uh, they were under the moniker of Templar for okay. the very first album. And, uh, you know, it they had to change the name based on, you know, another band actually having that name, so they didn't want two bands with the same name, but it still incorporates the whole theme of uh, the namesake, rather. Uh, the Order of Nine is all to do with, the, like, the nice Templars, the, the, the medieval kind of vibe type of thing, uh, sure. you know, the knights and whatnot. So, yeah, it encompasses encompasses that kind of uh, that 17th century knighthood type thing. Mm-hmm. Now, for those who haven't heard it, and probably most of the people listening to this will hear it prior to this interview, but do you guys kind of consider yourself a prog band or a power metal band, or, or is there much of a differentiation between those two in your estimation? Uh, that's that's kind of like the tricky part. I don't like to pop us into an exact uh, category. I mean, we all have our own different influences. I mean, it, if I were to... Say, I'd say we fit more with the, the power prog stuff, but mm-hmm. 
the way we kind of work is we throw our influences into the pot and, you know, hopefully it's original enough. We're not trying to emulate a certain genre or anything, but right. uh, once everything's thrown in the mix, that's kind of like everyone's different influences and styles because some of the guys in the band, they like thrash. Uh, I'm a big fan of the, the progressive stuff. Uh, some of the guys are into like still eight, you know, some of the '80s rock bands and stuff. So you have a little bit of all that kind of coming into play. Okay. Now you mentioned you're, you're a prog fan. Do you consider that kind of primarily, you know, as you matured as a guitar player, were the Petrucci's and the Steve Morris of the world kind of where you, you know, latched onto? Oh yeah. I, I mean, those guys are great influence and. In, <laughs> Playing guitar, I mean, I'm always impressed when I hear something really, uh, you know, outside of the box or it's difficult to play. Um, that always kind of turns me on to hear skies that are just so great at their instrument and a virtuoso. So I, I definitely, uh, a lot of those guys like the Malmsteins, John Petrucci, Michael Romeo, um, a lot of those guys are huge influences on my playing. Yeah, it's, it's. I have to admit, I'm glad to hear you say Van Malmsteen because uh, there's a guy that I think a lot of people, you know, it's almost embarrassing. People seem to take shame in the fact that they draw influence from Van, and you know, I think he was a phenomenal player, still is a phenomenal player. So it's good to hear you say that. Um, now, gear wise, um, do you have a particular kind of number one guitar? Uh, I'm, I'm pretty much a straight on gearhead. I, I have some. I have over. 30 guitars, uh, like 10 different amps. I'm always changing, kind of looking for that, that golden, golden sound. But I, I just, I love the gear. I love the instrument itself. Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, I put a lot of money into it and, uh, yeah, I have almost every brand you could think of. And I, I like to just play around with the different sounds I can get. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's a great hobby. That's, that's it, for sure. Expensive. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I think there's probably a lot of listeners out there that are probably in the same boat you are. You know, you'll, you'll love to, to get all that stuff, but it becomes a, a question of money, space, and uh, and things like that. So that's great. Now, um, are you guys um, actively touring or looking to tour with this album? Uh, actually, yeah, we're trying to put something together uh, through Nightmare Records. He's trying to help us out to find something. Uh, but we're, we're, we're hitting uh, some small shows here and there, especially locally. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe we have, uh, I'm not sure the date, uh, something in the possible works, uh, locally in Pittsburgh and Ohio. Okay. But yeah, yeah, we're definitely looking to, uh, branch out and, uh, next year we're hoping to go overseas to Europe. Yeah. And that's, that's, you know, when you, when you say, you know, the kind of music you guys play, you know, you think of this music and you think of, you know, Europe or the, the Prague Fest in Atlanta, those are kind of the two. You know, meccas for this kind of music, so it's, it's good. Have you guys right. ever looked into playing at that that um, Prog Fest in Atlanta? Uh, we have. Um, it's you know, they're years in advance. They have that stuff kind of scheduled, so yeah. the timing's got to be right and everything. And the promoter, uh, you know, he's got to kind of make their show some interest as well. So it's a little tough to get into some of those things. I mean, we'll take it in a heartbeat. Yeah. Let me ask you this, because you guys are you guys are in, in kind of a, I think a, a situation that it doesn't get talked about a lot. I mean, you guys are a relatively you know I don't want to say new band, but you know you haven't maybe had the breakthrough you know that, that you know some of your influences have had. How how does a band you know you hear bands say you know they rely on merch sales and things like that to really make money at this, and you guys obviously without the benefit of massive touring. How do you, where do you guys draw the revenue to kind of recoup some of this stuff, or is this still sort of an investment on your end still? Um, it's kind of like, it's, it's half and half, I guess. I mean, we get royalties. I mean, Nightmare's great in the fact that they have uh, Sony's distribution now, and uh, we're out and you can go pick us up at any, uh, you know, like a Best Buy or something like that. Yeah. Uh, digital downloads kind of help mm -hmm. a little bit. Uh, but yeah, uh, we we sell merch. We have T-shirts, stickers, things like that. So it's kind of uh, I don't touch twenty-two. We still put a lot of uh, our own investments into those things, but uh, a little bit comes back, and we mostly put it right back into the band. Yeah, and I was just kind of curious because you know you hear a lot of 
you know, bands that have been around for 30 years that say, you know, the T-shirts are what keep them, you know, keep the rec, you know, keep the tour going, which, you know, is kind of, they do the record as an excuse to tour. So I was always kind of curious when you're, when you're trying to break a band, how you accomplish that, you know, cause you've got, you know, you don't have the benefit of being able to pull into a town and expect to sell a thousand T-shirts in a night. Oh, yeah, the competition's just rough, too. I mean, there's new bands popping up every day. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a, a double-edged sword. You know, a lot of the people that are benefiting from the same technology that you guys utilize uh, and are able to do these albums, you know, without even going into a proper studio, you know, and if you can sacrifice some of that um, so it doesn't make it very competitive. You know, and it, it seems like the power metal, especially, has become very popular in the last several years, which is great. I, I have to say, I love hearing guys sing again. You know, we went a decade, it seemed like, with listening to guys growl. So it's great. Yeah, it was me. kind of, uh, seemed underground there for a while. It's kind of breaking a little more edge. Yeah, yeah, it certainly is. And the prog influence is, is good because I think you get more loyal fans in, in a long run. You don't see fly by night dream theater fans. You know, right, or, right. Or, you know, someone yeah, who's... It helps. Yeah, we have a new addition, uh, a permanent keyboard player uh, that is going to add a whole other dimension to uh, probably our new writing mm-hmm. and things like that so we can hopefully uh, get a little more where we want it to be yeah. uh, as far as writing goes. Now, you have a, a second guitarist, correct, in the band as well? Yes, uh, we we like the whole full harmony guitar run thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're big on that, and you know we incorporate that. It, it always sounds heavier to me when you have the two guitar attack team. Yeah, uh, sounds a lot fuller, especially live. And uh, I've come from a lot of one guitar player bands, and it's supposed to pull off some of that stuff, especially the ear candy live. Yeah, uh, when there's you know a rhythm guitar that drops out or can't do the harmony. Harmony runs. Yeah, yeah, it certainly is. It's, it's, and you you hate to do it with like pre-recorded stuff. I would rather see another person up there, even if the, what they're playing is relatively simple, than right. pre-recorded like that, that DJ adds to it. Yeah. Plus, I mean, it, you know, one of the the added benefits I think is it gives you more harmony possibilities too. You know, I, I had the pleasure of catching Alice Cooper recently and we're originally when I saw, saw the stage, I was like, they have three guitars in this band and I couldn't think why. Why would you want three guitars and, until they did the song Poison, um, the hit from the 80s and I was like, that right there might be the whole reason they need that third guitarist because now they have five oh, people right, to harmonize. Yeah. You know, and it sounded yeah, so much better. They've been doing it for a while now and they, you know, I, I thought the same thing, like, hey, it's not necessary but, man, they pull it off and they put on a great show all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I have been one of those people that have kind of enjoyed what Yannick has brought to the table. I mean, he's not quite maybe the player, but he adds an air of showmanship that, uh, you know, a person I think is, is quite good. So, okay. Well, Steve, I want to thank you. Uh, you can get back to your, you've got things to do, obviously. And I want to thank you for coming on the show. And I wish you guys the best with the new album. And if there's anything we can do for you down the road, please don't hesitate. All right, thank you, definitely. Uh, yeah, stay in touch, and any time you want to get a hold of us, we got some things in the works. We've got a new video going to be uh, shooting pretty soon. No, oh, okay. Uh, actually, we've got another uh, Christmas song in the works. Oh, love us. Uh, <laughs> don't want to give too much away, but we've got a pretty nice theme. And then, uh, you know, we're working on a, another album and hopefully uh, preparing some shows here very soon. All right, Steve, you take care. All right. Take care, buddy. You too. Bye. Bye. All right, a very special thanks to Order of Nine, Steve Pollock, uh, Queensryche's Glenn Drover, and also Sacred Dominion for all taking part in the podcast uh, this time around. I want to thank all of you for taking the time out of your day. You can find more information on us at ironcityrocks.com, facebook.com forward slash ironcityrocks, twitter.com forward slash ironcityrocks, and a special announcement to make, and you can find all the information at ironcityrocks.com. Iron City Rocks and Guitar Center Pittsburgh, who is a great sponsor of our show, are putting on an event on the 30th of September, 12.30 p.m. Uh, it's right after lunch for those of you who are AM, p.m. challenged. We will be hosting an event at Guitar Center Pittsburgh with Eric Johnson. Eric Johnson, a Grammy Award-winning guitarist, guest who was just on our show not that long ago, will be coming to Pittsburgh uh, doing a question-and-answer session at the Guitar Center uh, for about a half hour. Uh, he'll be answering your questions, maybe uh, doing a little jamming if we can uh, 
coerce him into picking up the guitar. Uh, just as of note, he will not have time due to the schedule. He needs to get to the venue to do a sound check for a show later that night, so he will not be doing any autographs. So if you're coming hoping to get your Avia Musicom uh, vinyl signed, uh, not not the event for you. Uh, but if you are interested in winning some Eric Johnson autographed items, head over to Iron City Rock's Facebook page. Uh, there's a tab across the top that says Win uh, something about Eric Johnson. You click on that, uh, like the page if you haven't already, and if you haven't, what are you waiting for? Enter to win. We'll pull out uh, a couple names, pull out uh, some autographed Eric Johnson swag. We'll be giving it uh, away that day. You have to enter by 5 o'clock on the 30th. Uh, if you're at the show, you'll be able to pick up your item there, or if you're not able to make it to the show, you can head out to the Guitar Center Robinson uh, any day after the show, pick up what you've won. So, Again, uh, facebook.com forward slash Iron City Rocks. We have an event on our events tab. If you RSVP, we would deeply appreciate it. So we know how many of you great folks will be coming out to the event. And uh, let us know your thoughts, ironcityrocks at gmail.com. Uh, if these are the kind of things you're interested in doing uh, in the future with other guitars, we uh, talk to many great musicians on the show. And uh, if, if we're able to set something up in the future to have them come to town and meet with great people, we would love to do it. So let us know if this is something that you find interesting. So, again, 1230 on the 30th of September, Guitar Center of Pittsburgh, which is the one in Robinson Township. And then later on that evening, I believe it's 7.30 p.m. at Altar Bar in the Strip District of Pittsburgh, Eric will be doing a show that night. So uh, you can kind of fill your day with all things Eric Johnson. So we hope to meet all of you out there. Uh, I believe most, if not all, of the Iron City Rock staff will be on hand for the event uh, to meet all you great folks so don't uh, be shy and say hi so thank you for listening we will check in with you next time with uh, one of my all-time favorite musicians period uh, if you've listened to the iron city rocks podcast for any length of time you know that we've had a lot of really really great guests I, i've been blessed to talk to many of my musical heroes but episode 170 uh, I believe we're we're in the top three of all-time favorite musicians. So tune in next time for that one. Talk to you later.